Hey, 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 hey. Good evening. Hope you're all keeping safe and lovely and well. You may notice a, uh, a just a stark minor change uh, to our, our usual setup for podcast recordings in that primarily this is coming at you later than normal and Adam is not here. I am flying solo this evening. Um, so, yeah. Good evening to uh, uh, Mr. Levine. How are you keeping well, sir? Um, so, yeah, for anybody wondering about why I'm dressed like a babushka currently at the minute, it's because it's the middle of the night in the UK and uh, it's bloody freezing. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a digression there. So, in terms of... Uh, uh, the podcast it's just you and me i feel like we can we can shoot the breeze we could talk ab about adam behind his back he'd never know um i don't i think he's way behind on listening to the podcasts that he wasn't actually uh, <laughs> i mean he does listen to them but he's way behind um so yeah this week i am flying without my watson or more specifically, given the topic that I want to talk to you guys about, I'm flying without my Gus. Uh, good evening, Jennifer. How's it hanging? Uh, currently, um, cold. <laughs> so there's nothing hanging at all. It's very much frozen in place um, uh, at, at the moment, which may be ver verging on uh, 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 too much information, but, you know, there we are. That's that's the uh, that's the story uh, I'm gonna share with you now. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be allowed to do podcast streams by myself. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the thing we should put in uh, uh, in in the rules for the for the future. <laughs> um, so, you guys may or may not know that um, it was. Sherlock Holmes that first got me into the world uh, of of reading people and the like, but I I have an affinity over the years, or rather I have had an affinity over the years for um, for a number of different uh, uh, TV shows and media based incarnations of the the eponymous you know uh, genius that flies solo. Um, and it's, it's described in all manner of, di of different ways, right? But the one that has been uh, the closest uh, to my heart for a, a good number of years, pretty much like uh, it was about 18 months after, after it first came out, because with being in the UK, I, I had to hear about these things on the grapevine. Um, it was actually a friend of mine uh, in, in, well, <laughs> that kind of ended sourly, um, but a guy I, kn I knew... Uh, who actually put me on to uh, Psych as as a as an entity, as a creation, and I absolutely fell in love with the whole wackiness of it all, because not only did it marry beautifully, in my opinion, the um, the uh, the method of observation in relation to uh, gathering information and how it's peeled apart in order to get towards the necessary analysis and therefore the accurate reads that you can make at the end. But it was also funny. Uh, and that was that was one of the things that gelled with me in that instance because 
on the one on the one side i had all of this kind of uh, uh, research and material and uh, you know studies and cases and all of this other serious stuff um that was that was a big part of my life but then there was there's me and adam uh, cracking up about basic toilet humor in the background as well you know um so to find a show that encapsulates the the balance of that without making it feel too uh, all about one particular aspect and or all about one particular character um they they absolutely smashed it for me um so you may have you i mean you may have seen at this stage that i i did an episode not too long ago on the importance of henry spencer um and for those of you who don't know that's that's sean spencer's dad um and the, the second name probably gives it away um but the specifically the importance of henry spencer towards the role of developing your observational skills your awareness skills your people reading skills and your ability to process these things on a rational basis today i want to talk to you guys about the importance of carlton lassiter you must be out of your damn mind no i'm i'm serious i'm serious i uh <laughs> Thank you for uh, going with me on that <laughs> very basic piece of humour. But I have sound effects, and I will play with them. Um, but you no, know, I want to. I want to talk to you about the uh, the importance of Carlton Lassiter. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, um, you're probably not going to enjoy this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to do nothing but pour molten love all over it. Um but if you if you uh if you stick around I will wax lyrical and and espouse the the virtues of the show and its particulars towards the uh the analysis of information in reference to critical thinking because there are each of the individual characters within the show that function as a singular element towards that process that you would have to uh, uh, that you would have to encapsulate all within yourself if you're going to utilize these things in real life you know dare I say it um, I actually got done with another uh, another case today as it goes and that's uh, that's a uh, <laughs> you know it's 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 weird to say these things out loud that I you know even there I, I come I come to talk to you guys about the, uh, the the referential qualities of a TV detective show and how these can be applied towards the use in actual casework in actual people reading you know it's madness but in the best possible way anyway I'm digressing if it is that you aren't familiar with uh, with Carlton Lassiter he uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Um, he is depicted as somebody who is hard on everyone. Um, you know, this this kind of big meanie uh, of the office who would protect himself from being hurt by anyone and anything at all costs. And in terms of his efficacy as a detective he is he's very much he's very much played at times for laughs um uh, during the uh, the kind of 
toing and froing between Lassie and uh, and Gus and Sean as a as a as a duet, which when you look at Timothy Amundsen, um, Amundsen, I, I'm, I'm sorry, if, not that he will ever end up listening to this, but if he does, uh, I, I apologise if I've just butchered your last name, but I'm so used to hearing it said in an American accent that I don't know how it translates uh, into a into a British one. Um, <laughs> I'm still a regular listener of the Psychologists Are In podcast, uh, and it was actually their, their most recent episode of uh, 65 Million Years Off uh, that, that sparked my need to come and talk to you guys about how cool Lassie is and how important he is to the process of analysis, right? But uh, anyway, so he's basically pictured... As a, as a workaholic, right? Uh, as a guy who is as much a fan of his knowledge of guns and how to shoot them and how they function as he is about Clint Eastwood movies, right? Um, but it, for all of that hard exterior that's there, when you start to see his, his reaction um, uh, in, in the episode when he finds out that he's going to be a father, he spends it initially quite... Uh, scared and he can't get into trouble and he's running away from it but then the the grand kind of arc uh, of of the story is that he can use this uh, information to make him sharper to make him better is it his job to provide a, a a better life for his daughter though when that comes out the when the episode is uh, is 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 out you don't actually know uh, it's it's his daughter at that stage so why is it important then for Lassie to be understood in this realm, right? When you look at essentially what he is, he is the lightning rod for analysis. He is the lightning rod rod for uh, for new ideas, for observations, for differing degrees of opinions, for disproving current opinions that you might have at this stage. He is very much um, in the heart of emotional qualities being antagonistic to clear reasoning. When you take that episode that I just mentioned uh, uh, there, you know, the, the, the love that he has for his wife Marlo is, uh, is pure and it's beautiful to watch. And they, honestly, the, the, the part in um, uh, uh, Psych 2, Lassie Comes Home, when he uh, when he stands up to to greet his wife uh, at the end, uh, Mr. Timothy Amundsen, you know whatever you get through the ether, I'm 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 blown away. I'm blown away by your ability to encapsulate everything that Lassie is, but bringing it through by everything that you've accomplished as a person as well and. It's inspirational work, sir, and uh, f- for for what that means from some random guy on the internet, I will never know. But there we are; it it, it really is. And even that particular scene to process your recovery um, from from you know from the gunshots and the and the relative uh, procedures that he's had after the fact, as part of the film, obviously it was a very different story in real life. Um, to have a complete awareness of your body 
and immediately understand the way that your mind can overcome this in order to achieve the particulars of the thing that you need, right? It's very much looking directly into the face of emotions clouding your judgment, emotions clouding your ability to think and therefore perform and therefore act and therefore do and going, you know what, I've got complete control over this. I can see things clearly for exactly what it is and that's what Carlton Lassiter is in this moment uh, and throughout the whole franchise. So the way I, I view him in relation to the, the scientific method is... I've uh, given myself a Freudian slip there. The way I view him in relation to the episode is that uh, uh, Carlton Lassiter is the scientific method in in the uh, in the, in the course of the mysteries that they have to solve within the episode. Right? That's what he is. He's a man grounded in. What he can, what he can touch, what he can see, what he can prove, what are the facts? Following the, uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 strict kind of code of practices that the the, the police force has uh, virtually indoctrinated into him. For, you know, although you could argue that uh, Lassie was probably carrying a badge in the womb, um, but. There is a there is a particular episode um, with uh, with an environmentalist uh, and the like. Uh, there was the sharks involved and a, and a knife involved. And Lassie was like, ah, I just I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go into that fantastical world of just throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks that that Sean and Gus can do. So when you think about the process of what we're doing here, when you take those out towards real life, Lassie is the voice asking you to confirm or deny the observations that you've made, right? So if if we take, for example, um, I'm looking around for something that we can use. There uh, we go. If we take my bow tie. Now, it may be that Mr. Spencer throws out um, that this belongs to uh, a, a, a male between the ages of, of 30 and 37, six foot tall, big built, enjoys I I irreverent uh, media-based uh, uh, versions of older literature characters uh, and the like. Lassie would be the voice in your head that goes, okay, I hear that you think that. What are you basing that on? Right? In the, in the world of Sean Spencer in that regard, he is the person that makes these connections so quickly and, you know, forgetting the clue face that, that happens. He is, the, he is the guy that makes those connections so quickly that there is very often little time to understand the process, which for the applications towards, a, you know, a real-life situation, you have to be able to do if it is that you're going to uh, uh, you know, pursue an investigation based on observations that you've made and the requisite paperwork that you have to fill in after the fact. You have to be able to itemize the steps that you've gone through in order to come to the specific conclusion, which Spencer couldn't do in that particular situation, right? Um, so this this would be Lassie, right, asking you to come back and analyze the information that you've got in order to know precisely where you stand 
it's all very well and good looking at me in this image and me telling you earlier that I'm cold. That's why I have this uh, this blanket on at the moment, right? Because it's it's England. That's I mean that's pretty much what England does anyway. <laughs> as a result of uh, you know our inclement weather would be would be quite tame uh, <laughs> in that particular in that particular moment in that particular situation um but but that's that's the case right and you you might immediately jump to okay well even though you can't see what i'm wearing on my lower half not to sound too uh, risque in in that area but you might base your your deduction on the fact that i've told you i'm cold i'm wearing uh, a blanket in that area so you would make the leap spencer style to well he must have something covered on his lower half he must be wearing trousers and socks and shoes and 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 whatever else it is right lassie would be the would be the little voice in your head that pops up to go why why is that what are you basing that on that's just a guess right uh, and we all know how i how i hate the word guess um, because when you're dealing with uh, reasoning and rationalization of information that you've observed, you never guess. You're just exploring the, uh, in some cases, the certainties of what would happen after the fact, or the likelihood based on the degree of information that you have. Either way, you need a Lassiter to be able to come to a verifiable conclusion at the end. You need that in order to have the the confidence to take whatever uh, analysis it is that you have forwards right because if you take it forwards and then it changes it becomes a different animal that you can't control then in in that particular situation so um you know uh, take for example this and and uh, spencer come to i'm i must be wearing uh, trousers and whatnot to stay warm and actually, I mean, I'm wearing shorts. I'm not standing up to show you because I just have to put my crotch in the camera to, to show you that. And it's not really that kind of podcast. Uh, the, the blanket itself is actually really long, so it covers my legs anyway, right? So Spencer is wrong uh, in that situation. Lassie is the voice that would fold that information in further and be able to explore that fresh set of data based on what you have right but there is no one without the other right because la uh, the, the, the 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 spencer in that moment would be able to take in more and more and more and more lassie would want the uh, the, the rigors of of what it is in that moment henry would henry would bring the training of there is no particular element of this show that isn't involved in the rational process of reading a person or an object or a situation, right? And I'm not going to go into all of them at the moment, right? Because it would probably turn into about a 12-hour podcast and nobody would sit and listen to that. <laughs> I mean, arguably, there's going to be a, a, at least 11 people that will probably end up listening to this one, <laughs> It, it, the, the the truth remains uh, in that situation. You need some elements to make you question the observations that you've made, right? For those people that um, that take lessons with me, there is three parts to the initial stages of of reading a person that I teach. 
and your ability to ask yourself questions about what it is that you've seen is one of them and that is your Colton Lassiter right if, if it is that um you know I'm cold in this moment you might ask yourself why aren't you wearing a hat why didn't you put a jumper on why is it a blanket why is it long why is it blue why is it furry on the inside uh, if you were here you could be asking yourself why does it smell of dogs um uh, in that moment right and all of this information you would be able to explore further with your Spencer level observation, but it is your Lassiter level basis that gets you those kind of questions, that gets you the framework for that. He is the part of the scientific method that has an that has a hypothesis, that has a, a you know a, a conclusion that you've come to, and actively tries to disprove it. Therefore, ultimately proving it if it happens or changing it for one that is more accurate that what the one that is more readily available and and more successful <laughs> 12 hour podcast when you reach 10,000 subs <laughs> well I hope so maybe right <laughs> you know if if I mean if there's enough call for something like that sure I'll do it um, again, anybody that's taken a lesson with me would know that I can I can talk easily for twelve hours on a particular topic. That's that's something that I could do. Um, I always quote the same um, the, the the same issue with my uh, my ability to speak. I, I once gave a, 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 a module, let's call it, on uh, on reading objects. So this is the kind of information that we can that can be revealed about people via the things that they carry and the things that they interact with and that kind of thing. Um, so rather than, I, I mean, at this stage, I'd done all of the usual, you know, the, the, the phones, the wallets, the, the cigarette paraphernalia, the keys, you know, and all of the usual suspects of, of things that carry around. But I, I gave a, a, a four hour lecture on uh, pens uh, at, at one stage. Uh, I, I once gave an hour and 45 minute lecture on socks. Uh, and and the information that you can get there. So yeah, twelve hours is not a problem on the importance of the the psych stock of characters in relation to the rational process of information. It's it's a hundred percent there. Um, so yeah, Lassiter is is the part that would challenge the principle. You know, when a scientist um, and and I'm boiling this down into a very semantic you know, kind of uh, explanation, very reductionistic. But when a scientist comes up with a hypothesis, it isn't just thrown into the air and then, yep, that's that's how these things exist and that's how that is uh, and the like, you know, although that is how uh, BuzzFeed creates a lot of their information on body language. Oh, you bitch. Um, but it's true. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh with that comment. That was that was weird. Um, uh, the, the the process is explored. The process is challenged. The process is examined in different situations under different conditions involving different people with different light sources and different uh, environments and surroundings. Right? Because if it functions, or you know, if the ultimate hypothesis has a requirement to function in every scenario, then it needs to be tested accordingly. Right, and it is your Lassiter, your inner Lassiter, that will do this for you. So, when it comes to your observations, those who um, initially struggle 
for a, a, a kind of inspiration in terms of where to take it. You can take a lot of inspiration from this, right? And when you look at the particulars of things like uh, mnemonic storage and and the the capacity to create um, information quickly, store it accordingly, uh, based on these things that happen, if you need to create uh, uh, an inner Lassiter for you, I have uh, <laughs> a particularly fun quote from uh, uh, Stuart Gimbley uh, in, in the episode where he believes he is uh, turning into a werewolf with the uh, the lady that plays, uh, I think it's uh, the, the, the powers of Alison Mack or something like this, or Ali Mack, I don't know. But the quote is this uh, about Carlton Lasseter. Imagine Robert Goulet dressed like Mr. Bean playing the Scarecrow in a Summerstock production of The Wizard of Oz dedicated to Tony Randall. And you have perfectly encapsulated a mnemonic image there for you to use that would poke and prod at the information to gear this process to happen for you with ease over time right rather than have that initial i've observed this uh shit what now so what uh, and the information's gone and you can't do anything else with it if if you release your inner lassiter upon it that will be the mnemonic structure that will help you get the ball rolling and as we know when learning anything right anything whatever it is in the initial stages it's always it's always a challenge that's the nature of of folding in new behaviors into the thing that you do that's the nature of neuroplasticity Right? Neurons that fire together, wire together. After all, right? And Lassiter can help you do that. He can form a, a, a stronger part of this rational approach to the observations that you make, right? Because if you think about it on that basic element from the characters that I've mentioned so far, Sean, very much your, your observation and rationale based on a, a specific subset of data. Um, Gus, very much, you know, the uh, uh, the attic storage house of information. Gus knows everything. <laughs> I don't think that can be refuted. Um, and there's obviously a laundry list of other skills that go along with these, but I'm looking in terms of a corollary towards what stands out about the Sherlockian approach in relation to the real-life approach and in relation to the, uh, the, the psych housing of awesomeness. Uh, and then there's your Colton Lassiter, which is your uh, a, a, your rational explanation, your 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 equation machine that you put the information in from Shaw and Gus uh, in order to spit out what happens at the end, right? It's the efficiency uh, of what it of 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 what it takes to process this kind of information, right? Um, because particular to the methods that I teach that that I work with, it is more about making yourself aware of as much information within a particular scenario as you possibly can in order to come to the most accurate uh, conclusion that is available because you're taking in all of the information that has been shown to you. In, in that area, in a weird way, it is a weird way, uh, and I, I was describing this earlier. One, one of my friends asked me to to kind of help him understand how it is that I, I read a person. Now, that's not to get into the particulars of... Uh, of of who's right, who's wrong. It's just my way, right? I'm not this, that isn't the sort of grandstanding for that. 
Um, but the way I explained it to him was, in a weird way, you're a little like a doctor of nonverbal communication in that you you observe the presentations that you have in front of you, the symptoms, right? And then you go through your textbooks to see what illness it aligns with, as in what hypothesis it aligns with. You prescribe medication, which would be your interactions, your lassiter, your confirming, your denying. And then as the, uh, as the course of treatment goes, if they come back from their checkups later and everything's fine, then the hypothesis has been proven. Uh, if it isn't, then you change your medication. But it's based on fresh information that you would get from your Sean and Gus characters, and it's processed again by your Lassiter. So personally, for me, he can be overlooked uh, in terms of his importance towards the process right because it's it's downplayed uh for laughs uh, at times at times and not that there's there's anything you know wrong with that because it's it's two different animals right we we want the laughs we want the slapstick we want the funsies uh we want the relationships as psych brings to us well at least i do anyway but i'm talking about in terms of the reflections towards applying this process of thinking towards real life there is um there is a a, a quote from sherlock that goes um i'm trying to find it now uh, uh, s uh some people without possessing genius have a remarkable power of stimulating it um and it's that's in that's in the hound of the baskervilles i think got a little dog next to it in my images um so that that's that's the thing here lassiter in as as part of the show is, is very often downplayed as the stimulation uh for spencer's genius i mean look at um uh the, the episode in in season one when uh, sean comes across him uh at the bar and he's he's drinking his sorrows away you astound me uh, in, in these moments, right? Because Lassiter is of the opinion that he can't do what Sean does, which is true within the realm of the show because they are all single functioning elements of the grander process. You think about the, uh, 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 the, um, the, the solving rate, right, of, of the Santa Barbara police department. It would be huge. It would be huge. But that's not just down to, to Sean and Gus. That's down to everyone as part of the process. Everyone, everyone's involved in in, in these episodes in, in these episodes of of solving crimes uh, and whatnot around the show. <laughs> Even Woody, to a certain degree, in my in my opinion. Whereas some may argue that I've kind of crowbarred him into the metaphor. When we get to that, when we get to the the, the twelve hour podcast <laughs> of ten thousand subs, <laughs> then I'll explain it to you. But that each of these characters has a single functioning element when it comes to this rational approach of observation. Here's what it means, right? Like I could I could tell you thousands of stories from my life, but phrase them uh, in the realm of you know a, a show for sensationalism, right? I I once called uh, uh, mental health and depression problems from looking at someone's keys. Right, I, I, I once called a relationship breakdown from looking at the heels of three separate shoes. Right, I, I, <laughs> I once caught uh, somebody's secret cocaine habit from looking at the underside of their watch. 
you know when you when you phrase it like that that's that's the uh, that's the blurb for an episode right there it sparks interest it sparks stories but each one of these characters has to come out in order to uh, I mean, take the last one in in order for for Sean to uh, observe the watch in relation to the person, for Gus to process what the watch is uh, in relation to expense, and put and then Sean and Gus can put that information into context with how their uh, how this watch relates to the person. Does it does it fit in terms of an economic background? Is this a luxury item? Uh, is it a gift? Is it an heirloom of a certain degree? Uh, what is that aroma that's coming from the watch? Super smeller. Uh, I've I've got a whole. Uh, I I did a whole um, series of of, uh, of modules on development of the senses, which <laughs> we could have called um, development of the super smeller as well, teaching people how to develop that for themselves. Um, uh, and, and then you give that information that that questioning process comes back to. You give that to your Lassiter. He goes right. Well, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. This doesn't work because of all of this evidence. So you get then that goes back to Sean and Gus. They find new material, uh, and then it works in this way. And I, I'm only speaking uh, about uh, uh, the, the three characters that I've mentioned in this episode. But Sean and Gus can't do their thing without Henry, right? And when I'm mentioning all of these characters, it's within the development of the skills for yourself, not within the show. Um, but you'd have to go back and watch my uh, my my podcast on the importance of Henry Spencer to understand the the, the benefit that his trainings can have for this. In that, you know, I, I had to very much be my own um, uh, Henry Spencer. But everyone has their place, you know, from from the chief to Jules to Woody to Henry, um, and 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 right the way through, right. But for this episode, in order for us to understand the benefits of this or or at the very least take away the mnemonic prompts from that you've got to have somebody like 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 mr amundsen uh, playing the role right it's one of those things that you try and imagine that as any other person can't do it can't do it uh it, it, it doesn't work that way Right, so that's that's when you know that you have a strong link mnemonically that you can use, but that's based on the the the, the talent and awesomeness of of that guy that's been able to bring those sides to life, bring the specifics of this rational processing of information to life, to be able to help you know poor schmucks like me understand the benefits of this a little bit further, you know that's that's the joys of an artiste. I, I, I guess, um, but yeah. So the 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 opinion, uh, and it's it's very much you know taken out of context. I suppose would be the best word when you look at the influence that um, shows of this nature, be be them you know detective shows, can have on the perception of how this stuff actually works in real life. Uh, and I realise that on the surface, I'm kind of contributing to the narrative that it's 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 not uh, uh, technically accurate, right? It's not. But in, that's when you start to look at things like Lie to Me and things like uh, 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 CSI and, and Law and Order and the like, the things that take the specifics of analysis and the specifics 
of a scientific method and apply it and and hold up a light and a camera to this and go hey this works that's not what i'm saying at all about the process when it comes to psych what i'm saying is that we can learn the elemental understanding of processing things on a rational basis of processing information on an observational basis in order to do all of the things that these characters show us for ourselves that's not vehemently attached to the specifics of any policing process that's not vehemently attached to the specifics of any kind of psychoanalytical study or any this means this kind of process but if you're looking for inspiration right of how you can better inhabit and understand this method i can't recommend this show highly enough i, I sincerely can't right i'm i'm struggling to separate the parts that make me a fan versus the parts that make me interested in what it's communicating because uh, i am i'm truly one of the psychos perhaps not to the the degree as as some of them that they've got you know uh, uh, complete scripts memorized and whatnot and they could say that this happened in this episode which was season three episode one i'm, I'm not quite there um but in terms of uh you know uh, where's my phone oh my phone's over there on charge uh i i sometimes uh, I, I did think that i should wear my psych t-shirt for this but i think it would just look like i was a floating head uh I, more often than not <laughs> Um, so there we go, guys. That's that's what I wanted to talk to you about this evening. Um, I do hope that you've gotten something out of it. At some, you know, I might actually, I might tweet Mr. Robinson uh, about this. Y you never know, right? You never know. Uh, he he might enjoy seeing a beardy weirdo uh, uh, online talking about his character and how how much I love him. <laughs> Right, I've even got a little bit of the Sternbosch going on. It's not quite, uh, it's not quite a Amundsen level yet, but I'm working on it. Um, I'm working on it every day in every way. I become a little bit more salt and peppery, uh, and my beard will will one day hit, you know, Amundsen level uh, uh, status. <laughs> uh, yeah, screw it. I'll uh, I'll, I'll send it to him. Um, you guys found him as well. We'll we'll make sure he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> if he does end up seeing it now and he's sick of all the notifications i'm sorry i am um but not that sorry that i'm not encouraging people not to do it <laughs> sorry um yes so there we are guys um I, I do sincerely hope that you've gotten something out of that in terms of an understanding of the process it's not it's not something that i've I, I, i've kind of just come up with on a whim um this this uh, first stuck out to me uh I, I i believe it was around kind of end of season two start of season three as the uh, uh as, as the kind of iconography of rationality if you want to think of it that way right uh, everyone has their own moving parts to the process. So if you're interested in hearing more about these stock characters, by all means, let me know. Uh, and I shall uh, I shall take the next stage on this. Uh, the next stage in the process would be me talking about the importance of Burton Gosta uh, in terms of this. But, you know, even, even down to the Lassiter's work ethic, 
uh, and the like. When you're developing this kind of a cerebral skill, it's not something that you can be half-arsed about. It's not, right? Lassiter's got his, his wall of suspects, uh, you know, with Pierre Despero on and the like, uh, when, when Jules is trying to do something for nice for his birthday. Here, she steals his little black book, and it's, it's a, a, a list of people that he's put away, and the stars next to them are a repeat offender, so he can, he can check on them, right? He takes what he does seriously. Uh, and again, it's it's downplayed for laughs in terms of the efficacy of Carlton Lasseter, but he's the head detective, right? And there is no place on earth that you make that kind of rank without being good at your job. There's no place on earth that that happens, you know, and, uh, un unless you're the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Um, but there we are. <laughs> Uh, enough satire <laughs> for that moment, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, look at Lassiter's knowledge of guns and the random stuff that he talks about. Like, I've trained myself to stand still for uh, however long it is uh, when he's, he's going he's gonna to uh, meet his then ex-wife when they were discussing uh, about reconciling. And, and the guy in the counter says, well, the bar's open. You can sit and wait at the bar. Okay, I'll do that, you know. <laughs> uh, the, the man's work ethic is is second to none and that's something that we can learn uh, as well in the development of the particulars of cerebral skills it's not something that we can go nah, i'll do five minutes of it here nah, i'll do 10 minutes of it here it's something that you have to take seriously if you want it to be reflexive like breathing you know something that happens automatically but yes i hope you enjoyed that guys if you haven't already make sure you've all signed up for uh, uh sherlock's memory secrets uh, uh, Dave, if you're still here as well, I've just got your message. I will, uh, I will, I will take care of that shortly. Um, but yeah, Sherlock's memory secrets. Get these skills for yourselves for seven dollars, seven American dollars. It's madness, uh, and you get like ten hours worth of material to see the world in this way that's thought to be fictional. What, son? Um, and if you and if you don't want to, then suck it. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, right, guys. Um, I wish you all the very best for a wonderful day, morning, evening, wherever it is, wherever you are when you're listening to this. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Take care, guys. Oh, Jennifer, right in at the buzzer. Let's let's do it there. I was literally hovering over. Um, hovering over the uh, uh, the the close stream br uh, button, <laughs> the close stream button, the um, the uh, 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 the Freudian slip was coming through because I was reading your question at the same time. Have you ever looked at Father Brown? No, I haven't. In all honesty, I am familiar with it. Um, I I am familiar with it, but no, I I haven't even looked at a single episode. Um, if if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, uh, the only thing I, uh, I I know about it is it's got the guy that plays um, Arthur Weasley in it, um, in the in the in the filmed versions of it. I, I I've not even opened a book to know uh, anything more than that. But if you recommend it, it's it's something that I would definitely look in, look into, or or if it's available uh, for me to stream anywhere, um, via the Prime or the Flicks or the that was very nearly a, a, a double entendre. 
the peacock. Uh, I, I nearly uttered that without a P, which would have been terrible for my highbrow level uh, comedy that I have. Uh, but no, I haven't. I haven't, Jennifer. If you uh, if you recommend it, then uh, then I shall uh, I shall definitely have a look. Uh, but yes, right then, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna love you and leave you properly this time, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you.